0: Lord be with you. (laughs) A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered round Jesus, and they noticed that some of his disciples were eating with unclean hands, that is, without washing them. For the Pharisees and the Jews in general following the tradition of the elders, and never eat without washing their arms as far as the elbow, and on returning from the marketplace, they never eat without first sprinkling themselves. There are also many other observances which have been handed down to them concerning the washing of cups and pots and bronze dishes. So these Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not respect the tradition of the elders, but eat their food with unclean hands? He answered, It was of you hypocrites that Isaiah so rightly prophesied in this passage of Scripture. This people honours me only with lip service, while their hearts are far from me. The worship they offer me is worthless. The doctrines they teach Are only human regulations. You put aside the commandment of God to cling to human traditions. He called the people to him again and said, Listen to me, all of you, and and understand. Nothing that goes into a man from outside can make him unclean. It is the thing that comes out of a man that makes him unclean. For it is from within, from men's hearts, that evil intentions emerge. Fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, malice, deceit, indecency, envy, slander, pride, folly. All these evil things come from within and make a man unclean. The Gospel of the Lord Predicta Evangelic Delta Nostra Delicta. So we're back to the Gospel of Mark, you might have noticed. What has happened is that because Mark is quite a short gospel, it has been decided to then splice in three weeks of the the discourse of the Eucharist from St John's Gospel, which kind of pads out Mark, as it were, but not by losing any of Mark's gospel. This part that we get from the discourse from John's um, on the Eucharist comes in, in between where, of course, there there was the um, feeding of the 5,000. So this has been added in the discourse from St. John, and now we pick up Mark again from where that's left off. So we've been padded out with some extra bits to think about with the Eucharist. We also begin the epistle to St. James. Which, of course, is one of those wonderful epistles that encourages us not just to think about our faith, but to be our faith, to live our faith and to live by it. It's not just about, as he says, reading it. It's about also doing it. So, although that's the only illusion I'm going to give you now to, to um, St. James' epistle, that's a bit of homework. After what I've said, read James again. It will hopefully make sense of where we are and with what was happening in the first reading and the gospel. The liturgy for this Sunday urges Christians to a rigorous examination of their lives and behaviour. God's commandments should be understood as a grace that assigns to us a considerable responsibility towards the whole world. It's not just about me, 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 in other words. If these words are humbly received and faithfully kept... Then they will render witness to the wisdom of God, as we're reminded, who gave them to us. This grace that we receive from God also encourages us by not being self-centred, not being selfish. But of course, by not doing any of that, we are then gaining eternal life. It is about our living the life of the gospel and the law of God is very much about that. The law of God when it was originally given at Sinai to the Israelites was different from all the other legal systems of the many cultures that existed around them at the time. This difference difference, of course stems from the fact that this comes from God. God gives us an understanding of how to live our lives. He gives us a law by which we can live. Now as humans we know that um, we can socially conform to any of the laws that are given, especially civil laws. We can obey them without batting an eyelid. We can also see that too often many people are actually looking out for ways round them. There are always people that want to cut corners to do the things that they know they shouldn't be doing, but they'll do them anyway. And how many of us have ever heard of the adage, laws are made to be broken? That's why we have a police force. Because in order to keep civil law and to keep society and the things that we're expected to do to keep us safe, that's what that's there for. What makes the Torah, the first five books of the, of the Bible, so crucial to the Jewish people is that they created a personal bond with the God who gave them. Moses is insisting that they keep to the law, that they don't change the law, they don't alter it in any way at all. This is about their cherishing the, the law rather than allowing the laws of any other land to allow them to perish. It puts them in a position of great privilege over other nations as well around them. There is a request, as Moses says, observe them and they will demonstrate to the peoples your wisdom and understanding. The law of God gives us a greater understanding of how to live our life in respect and in dignity, honouring each other as well as ourselves. Observance of the law gives to the Jewish nation an expression of their continual faithfulness to God. That's why the law is still such a very important part of Hebrew culture today. Of course, as time has progressed from the time that the law was given at Sinai, faithfulness to the observance of the law began to be something of an unhealthy mindset. Some were very overly pious. The law became so formalised, problems were beginning to arise. And these made things difficult for people. Some of these things Mark has noted in his Gospel today for us. The ceremonial washing of, 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 was required only of priests before entering the Holy of Holies, before going before the Lord, before entering the sanctuary. There was a specific set of rites in order to wash before you did that. But by the time Jesus is walking this earth in the first century Palestine, there is, of course, a whole pious understanding of that now every meal, between every course, you had to go and wash your hands between every course. Could you imagine you spend more time at the sink than you would at the table, especially if you're one of these people that has 16 courses for lunch? Jesus is not interested In these kinds of laws because what these laws are doing they're not reflecting the wisdom of God which is what Moses is saying that they did instead they are making a stumbling creating a stumbling block they're creating something for which the people will trip up and be unable to keep it's not a healthy way to run a society and Jesus is of course well versed in the law We know that from the time that he speaks to the lawmakers in in the temple and in his childhood. He knows what binds people to the law, but he also knows what can ensnare people. Jesus is a a free-thinking man, and he wants us to understand that the law of God is meant to enhance our life and our faith. Jesus is more interested in the stirrings of the human heart with the things that can preoccupy us, with the things that can influence us, with the things that cause us to go wrong, to do the things that are considerably unholy. That's why we have that great big long list in Mark. He's reminding us of all the things we should be very aware and very careful of not to be doing. Jesus is calling each of us to act responsibly by conforming our lives to the desires of our heart, By conforming our lives to the desire of his heart, his sacred heart given to us. That we might understand that the word of God that dwells there with him dwells also in us. That word is given to us. And we as his disciples today, just as those disciples then, are expected to listen to the voice of God within us. As James reminds us, it comes from on high and it is a good thing. And it should be encouraging us to live our lives as Christians. We should be attentive to that voice. And by obeying it, we will find peace in this life and joy in eternal life. Now, Jesus knows no external law can change the human heart. And Jesus knows that we are not to be left, therefore, to our own devices to seek our ways round and to get through laws without actually truly obeying them he calls us to try to move away from the things that cause us problems things that defile us that long list he asks us to seek forgiveness through his love and through our life we can indeed find the way to the kingdom of heaven it's through our life in service to others in his name we are called as christians to not just read Not just understand, but to also be and to do. That is what Christianity calls us to. So when you read or reread James again, that should hopefully make clear sense. We are called to a life of service of others, not just to self, but our expression of God's love through the heart, through the sacred heart of Jesus, through the heart of the law for all those around us. That is our mission That is why we are Christians. We serve Christ in one another.